Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, and with me we have Reed Romney and Joel Rojas. Our guest today competes in the UFC's middleweight division. You've seen him on the Ultimate Fighter, where he won three straight fights all by way of first round knockout. His highlight reel includes finishes over Kevin Casey, Eddie Gordon, and Kyle Magalhães. And on July 13th, We'll face Tim Boach at UFC Fight Night 91. Please help me welcome Josh Saman. Josh, thank you for being here. Thank you for pronouncing my name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Oh, How are you doing? Pretty well, How sir. you doing? Doing good, doing good, man. Doing good, just getting ready for this fight. Right, and uh, you know, like we said, your next fight will be against Tim Boach on July 13th. Uh, you're on your way to training right now. How's your training camp been going uh, leading up to the fight? Been pretty good, man. Business as usual, you know. Once you do it so many times, you kind of get in the rhythm of it, and uh, and uh, just kind of just you know just just stay focused, tunnel vision these last few weeks, and uh, drowning out any distractions, and um, yeah, just getting after it, man. Training camp's been good. Josh, this is Joe all here. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, coming off of such a tough loss. You go in against a battle-tested vet, a formerly ranked opponent. You know, what can we expect? This, this should be more, one of the most exciting fights of the night that night. That's for sure. What can we expect? Any adjustments, if any? Any change in training camps? Any, what should we expect from Josh Man? Training camps is always kind of, you know, they're, they're always pretty similar. We, we you know, we, uh, we tweak little things here and there and, um, and work on techniques that we think – We'll use on an, uh, on a, on any particular opponent. So uh, we definitely got some tricks for Tim Boats. I can't uh, I can't reveal too much right now, but um, but you know soon enough I'll be I'll be live uh, live on your TV and uh, and the action will be unfolding. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fireworks, like you said, man. Tim's a tough guy. Uh, I know he's not easy to put away, but that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Beautiful. Sounds great. You know, you talk. This is Reed here, but you uh, you talked about some of those distractions and a little bit of that tunnel vision. Um, you know, run us through a typical day. Uh, you know, and some of those distractions that you try to stay away from, especially when you're you know a couple weeks out of the fight here. Uh, run us through what some of those are and what you kind of do to just keep your level head. I mean, like uh, for instance, tonight. You know, I have a promotion here in Florida called Combat Night. We do shows all the time, and we try to schedule them to where. Uh, we don't have too many during my training camp or my partner Mitchell's training camps because he's a pro fighter as well. But, um, you know, sometimes it happens. And so right now, for instance, you know, I'm, I'm down south of Miami and we have a show at the Hard Rock. And so Mitchell and the team are uh, at, at, uh, at the Hard Rock setting up the cage and everything right now, you know, allowing me to come and, 
come uh, and, and make my way to the gym and still get a couple workouts in today and um, and uh, go you know go enjoy the fights tonight a little bit. But I won't be working too hard. So, so it's just stuff like that. It's just kind of a juggling act for other things that you have going on in life at the time. Um, but uh, but you know it's, it's it's all part of the job. Everyone's got stuff going on. Yeah, I definitely hear that. And uh, with your upcoming matchup with Tim Boach, could we get your thoughts on how you feel the two of you stack up? Do you think it's stylistically a pretty favorable fight for you? Yeah, I, you know, I don't think him getting knocked out in the last couple fights helps him out much. Um, I'm kind of the wrong guy to be fighting if you're, if you're having concussive issues. So, I mean, I, I, I assume that's how the fight went again um, with, uh, with him getting KO'd or TKO'd. But, um you know, he, he's, he's got KO power, too. You know, I've never been knocked out, but that's not to say I can't be. I know it's, you know, it's a crazy sport and anything can happen, but uh, I, I certainly like my, my chances in this fight. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like you said, he has been struggling a bit as of late. Um, he's a pretty seasoned guy with almost 30 fights under his belt. Um, but, you know, he's had his recent knockout losses to Hendo and Ed Herman. Do you think that we are possibly seeing him begin to decline, or is it maybe too early to judge something like that? Uh, he's pretty old, man. I don't think it's too early for that. <laughs> <laughs> In five years, anyway. Yeah, he's been around a while. Okay, yeah. You know, run us through the experience of the Ultimate Fighter. And uh, and what that was like, and would you take anything back from that? Um, you know, you were you were fairly successful in the show as well. Would you take anything back? Would you do anything different uh, rather than going on the show? No, I, I love the show. You know, I love being on it. it. It was a career goal of mine, and it was something that I accomplished. And um, you know, I wanted to win the show, but you know, things don't always work out how we plan them. And uh, just being on that on that season and making it to the final four was. Uh, was uh, you know it was a tremendous experience and uh, and it was it was cool to just be so singularly focused for six or seven weeks. You know we talk about avoiding distractions and it was easy to avoid distractions there because all we did is just wake up and, and train all day and eat and sleep and, and live that lifestyle. So uh, that was something that I enjoyed and uh, uh, I always have fond memories of, uh, of you know the time that uh, the time that I spent uh, the time I spent filming the show was a lot of fun. Some of those distractions may have been different. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody living in the house kind of confined there. Um, you know, was it more stress uh, or was it less stress uh, being there and, and, and essentially kind of being locked in uh, to a home? Was that a different kind of stress? Was it more or less? What would you say? Yeah, it was just different stress. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's going to be stressors of living with, you know, living with, 13 other guys who, you know, you may or may not be fighting or have fought before. Um, you know, it's a unique situation, but yeah, it's just different. Not more or less, I would say, just different. Now, Josh, you know, we all know the the housekeeper. It's a great memoir. Everybody should pick it up. You know, I know I read a little bit about it. Basically, you were running rampant as a teenager and getting into trouble and whatnot. What motivated you to make that memoir, and will you will we see more writing from you? I mean, I know you're part of Bloody Elbow and whatnot, so you know the writing sense of you comes out. It's very clear, like something that you love doing. So, what can we expect from you in the future in that aspect of your career? Uh, you know, more website stuff. Um, you know, I, I love Bloody Elbow. Uh, you know, I, every now and then I'll contribute to UFC.com, uh, Flow Combat. A, a new a new site that 
that's uh, signed me on for a few few features here and there. So, uh, you know, it'll probably be several years before I ever think about writing a book again. But, um, you know, as for now, the, the websites and the stuff should keep me busy. So uh, you'll probably see more stuff that's kind of centric around the sport and, um, and you know, continue continue covering the happenings of, uh, of you know, the ever-changing world inside MMA. And uh, do you have any uh, inspirations for your writing, like any favorite authors or novels or anything like that? Oh, I read everything. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I like a lot of, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the, the, the MMA writing that I really like, I like Tom Basie, uh, I like Chuck Mendenhall. Um, you know, there are writers like that that I look up to. And um, so it's, uh, you know, yeah, I draw inspiration from everywhere. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's plentiful if you just look in the right places. What got you started in MMA? Uh, you know, was you a wrestler in, in high school? Uh, you know, did you follow somebody? Uh, what's the backstory behind uh, you just kind of getting into the MMA world and, uh, and and being so successful at it? Yeah, I didn't do I I didn't I didn't play any sports in high school. Uh, I stopped going to high school when I was about 16, and so I needed uh, I needed an outlet for for energy, and I just kind of wandered into a gym. I just got my license, just got in the car, and uh, and uh, it was it really all just happened by chance. I didn't plan on making a career out of it. I just wanted to compete, test myself, and see what it was like. And well, here we are today. Very interesting. So you just you just kind of jumped into it. You just literally walked up to a gym and said, "Hi, my name's Josh, and here I am." And and literally walked start up to training. Gym. Yeah, it was a, it was actually a kung fu gym. But for an hour or two a day, there were some guys that rented the studio out and did uh, taught uh, like BJJ and kickboxing. So, you know, grappling and striking was all taught to me from the very beginning. And uh, yeah, I just jumped right in it. Yeah, very cool. Um, who do you currently train with right now? Who are your training partners, and who's uh, who's getting you ready for this upcoming fight? Uh, you know, I'm down there at MMA Masters, so uh, it's a predominantly group of Brazilian speaking Portuguese all day, so it's, it's a funny environment. But uh, but you know, I'm, I'm really down there doing the coaching. I got some excellent training partners. Um, you know, a lot of whom are just black belts and uh, strikers and, um, and and different people that they bring in from uh, from Brazil. So um, you know, my coaches uh, Cesar Carneiro and Daniel Valverde are, are you know the reason that I'm down here. And um, you know, I got my coach Joey Bertoff up in Tallahassee as well. And I'll be I'll be going finishing out the rest of the camp. Uh, like the final week in camp, I'll be up in my hometown of Tallahassee, and then I'll fly out of there, and uh, and I'll be in South Dakota in about two weeks. Talk about that last week uh, of preparation and what that's like uh, for a professional MMA fighter. Uh, for me, it's just a lot of visualization. You know, the, the, the workouts are are real tough up until you know a few days before the fight, but I kind of tapered off and uh, I just relax, don't use much. Watch fights, think about what you want to do, shadow box a little bit. Uh, by that point, all the hard work is done. You just kind of want to maintain and stay safe until the fight. You, know, you made it to the training camp, and uh, fight week comes. You start doing all the media, all the press, and you know before you know it, you're in the cage and the bell's ringing. What's your favorite technique that you like to use in the cage? I know you're a great striker. That amazing highlight reel head kick was one of the best, if not the best, knockout of 2014. Yeah. You know what? What's your favorite technique? I like the kick, man. I'm pretty good at it. I got heavy legs. I'm pretty flexible. Um, 
you know, head, head kicks seem to be the most satisfying for the fans. So I'll be, I'll be swinging my leg to Jim Bocha's head on uh, July 13th. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you brought up, I mean, you've had a pretty interesting stylistic change uh, throughout the last few years. You know, like on the Ultimate Fighter, they mainly saw you uh, with strong wrestling. You had very good ground and pound. You had this crazy, like, two-handed uh, ground strike techniques. Um, you had some very heavy hands. But in that fight with Eddie Gordon, we really see, we really saw an interesting change. You know, you were very light on your feet. You were throwing tons of kicks, and, now, and obviously it was very successful for you. Was there anything that kind of prompted this uh, this change in technique that you had? Yeah, when I was on the Ultimate Fighter, I actually had, I was dealing with some, some leg injuries and some knee injuries, and I couldn't, you know, I've always preferred to kickbox, uh, even when I was younger, and, uh, you know, certain things happen, injuries pop up, you kind of have to work around your injuries and what you got, so I wasn't really able to kick at all while I was on the Ultimate Fighter, and so I really had to rely on uh, on, on strong boxing and, and fast hands and things like that, so... You know, I still got those hands in the arsenal if I need them, but um, but you know, like I said, the fans seem to like kicks, and, um, and, and and I'm definitely good at it. So, you know, I just try to combine all the skills together, and you know, each fight is different, and I can you know I can showcase lots of different skills, um, you know, within the from the course of that 15 minute fight. So, I think you guys will see some new ones here in a couple of weeks as well. What would you like to do if you get if you get past Tim Bolch, which I really don't see that as a problem, but if you, I mean, I have some matches in mind. Sam Alvey, for example, I mean, he's coming off a loss, but, you know, other guy didn't want to tangle too much with him, but well, what can you do? Devin Clark just moved over from the RFA. Would be a great matchup as well. Uh, who do you want to stack up against once you get past Tim Boach? I, I think once I get past Tim Boach, I'll be on that next tier, um, you know, where they, where they start, you know, throwing the, throwing the big-name guys at me. I, I like the guy, you know, I like – like a crack of someone into the top 15, man. So, we'll, you know, after every fight, we kind of just uh, sit down, look at the rankings, see who's ranked above me, uh, see, you know, see who's, who's coming out, who, who's, you know, it's all about timing in the UFC a lot of times and um, and seeing what guys are available and, and whatnot. So, uh, you, know, my, you know, my coach, my manager, and I, we always sit down and just kind of assess it after the fight, try not to look too far past it. So I don't have anybody else in mind right now. You know, a possible future opponent that people have bringing up, you know, since your time on the Ultimate Fighter was Uriah Hall. Um, do you see that uh, as a matchup that will happen in the near future, or have you not uh, have you not really been thinking about that fight too much? Yeah, I mean, people ask me about that from time to time, and um, uh, you know, yeah, I'd like to get that matchup on a, a you know on a on a time where both of us are on the upswing, you know, where he's won a fight or two and I've won a fight or two. Uh, because at that point, I think it really becomes a big a big fight that uh, could, could main event, you know, it could main event a card, uh, maybe a Fox Sports 1 card or something. So I know that's something that, that folks will enjoy, but, um, but you know, I'd like, I'd like us to meet when we're, at, when we're at a little bit better spots in our career. So I don't know, we'll see. It could come up at any time and, uh, you know, cross that bridge when we get to it. Okay, yeah. And, um, you know, while you were on the show, there was, you know, a bit of tension between uh, you two, you know, like some things were said here and there. Is that, uh, is that like verbal sparring kind of still there or things died down since there, since your time on the show between you two? Uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen him in over a year. Yeah, we don't, I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't talk. There's no bad blood or anything. You know, the show always 
show's always going to kind of uh, make everything louder than it really is. But, um, uh, no, I don't, I don't know. We don't talk. I, I mean, I, spoke, I speak with some of the guys from the show still, and, and I have a good relationship with most of them. I'm always rooting for everyone from Ultimate Fighter 17. You know, even your eye, I like to see everyone from that season succeed. It makes all of us look good. So um, a lot of them have been successful, so it was a good season to be on. That was a very good season. Yeah, very exciting, and that kind of uh, kind of changed things again, um, you know, for for the game. But you know, you've got three losses. Um, talk about those a little bit. And if if there is any one of those three losses that you could have back, um, give me a name and a reason why. If you could have one of those back, and if you would be interested in a rematch with any of those guys, uh, you know, now that you're further in your career. Well, I have had a rematch with one of them. I had a rematch with the first guy that beat me, John Walsh. And um, he beat me in in like in less than a minute, and then I, I knocked him out in even less time than he beat me. <laughs> so that was a cool one. <laughs> uh, that was a cool one. And, um, and he and I are friends now. You know, we, we, we talk from time to time. And, uh, you know, there's nothing saying you can't be friends with these guys that you fight. Uh uh, Dan Kramer was another loss. And that was it was a close decision in Bellator. I don't really, you know, I don't really, uh, I don't, I don't lose much sleep over that one. Um, and then you know the Tandon fight. Obviously, if I could have one back, it'd probably be that one. I think a little bit more offense in the third round and not getting submitted would have uh, would have would have got me to fight. But I don't lose a whole lot of sleep over that either, man. It is what it is. It's, you know, we're at the top of the food chain now, and. Uh, these are the toughest guys in the world, so things are going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Another one for you. Uh, with the new weigh-in system uh, with the UFC, um, how do you feel about that? Do you like that? Uh, do you like that system? Have you? Have, are you? You're obviously familiar with it. Uh, is that better? Is that better for you? For you, or worse for you? Or, or how does your weight cut go? Now, are you referring to the early weigh-ins? Right. Yep. Correct. Yeah, the early weigh-ins. Yep. Yeah, that hasn't been adopted by all the commissions, so that's about on a state-by-state basis right now. Uh, if, if it does become uniform uh, across the nation, then that would be excellent. I think that's great for all the fighters. The more time to rehydrate, the better. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, hopefully that does. Hopefully that does. You know, hopefully that that does get uh, that does get passed, and uh, and, and everybody kind of follows suit on that. So. Where'd, you, where'd the nickname come from? Oh, the nickname? Uh, you know, my mom's last name is Phoenix, and my dad is uh, he's Palestinian. And so I was reading about this uh, the, an Arab firebird, um, and I thought it would be a really cool way to just kind of kind of tie in my mom and my dad, and um, and uh, sort of an amal- amalgamation of, uh, of you know of the two, and and then and our heritage, and uh, so it's, yeah, it's, just, it's a it's a special one for me, man. I like I like it a lot. And, uh, yeah, lastly here, you know, Josh, if you have any, like, shout-outs or thank-yous or anything like that that you'd like to throw out there as well, you know, we'd, of course, like to give you that opportunity. Sure, yeah, thanks to uh, you guys for having me on. Um, you guys check out my promotion, Combat Night. If anybody's in Florida, um, you know, we, we put on the best shows here in the state. Uh, uh, everyone else, you know, thanks to the fans. Thanks, Mom. Uh, everyone who's always supported me. So thanks again for you guys for having me on. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And you can see Josh Saman face Tim Boach on July 13th as UFC, on UFC Fight Night 91, which we broadcasted on Fox Sports 1. Josh, thank you for joining us, and best of luck to you in your fight. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks.
And that was Josh Saman. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in. A big thanks to Reed Romney for helping me co-host. Reed, where can people find you at? All right. Uh, I own a promotion called Clash FC here in Utah. Uh, we actually have a fight coming up July 16th. About 11 fights on there. Go check it out. Uh, Clash FC on Facebook or theclashmma.com. Also have another podcast that I do called Utah MMA Fighter. We kind of uh, run the whole region with fights and cover different things. And, uh, yeah, so Utah MMA Fighter is uh, is our link. We're on Spreaker.com. Check it out. All right, sounds good. And another big thanks to our other co-host, Joel Rojas, for helping. Uh, where can people find you at? Facebook at Joel Rojas or on Twitter at JR underscore double underscore. You know, feel free to give me a follow and follow me on my journey. And as always, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at FunkyMonkeyMMA. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller, and keep following the site for the latest interviews, event photos, and card breakdowns. We'll see you next time. You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. Funky Monkey Radio is sponsored by Altercation Clothing. If you never back down, then you're ready for an altercation. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to funkymonkeymma at gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. MMA fans, are you looking for something to set you apart? Then check out altercationclothing.com. Altercation Clothing is a brand with attitude, offering fans and fighters alike a variety of specialty shirts. If you won't back down, then you're ready for an altercation. Altercation Clothing can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash altercationclothing. Altercation Clothing is a proud sponsor of Funky Monkey MMA Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.